Hello and welcome. You are listening to The Property Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Davis-Bennett, and I am a licensed real estate broker in Toronto. I'm here to answer all of the real estate questions you have that you don't want to ask a real estate agent. Let's go. Oh, wow. Wow, it has been a minute. Actually, it's been more like a thousand years, but wow, (laughs) welcome back. I am so excited to be back. There have been so many changes in the last couple of years. Uh, And honestly, I'm just really looking forward to being here and to answering more of the real estate questions that you have that you don't want to ask a real estate agent and going over all of the updates with you. And yeah, just really, really happy to be back here finally for season two. Took a little bit longer than I thought it would, but you know what? It's okay because we're here now and honestly, everything happens in perfect time, right? Let's get into it. First of all, one of the biggest changes specifically to this podcast is that right now it is just me. (laughs) Other Katie has moved on to bigger and better things. Honestly, I miss her a ton and hopefully this podcast will be just as good without her, but she brought a lot over here and uh, yeah, I, I really miss her. So sending her lots of love and yeah, we're gonna soldier on without her, but don't worry too much. I will be bringing on guests and who knows, maybe even Katie will come back for a little update episode later in the season or next season and yeah, we'll just continue to deliver you a lot of really awesome real estate content. But for now, it is just me. And yeah, as I said, I'll be bringing in guests um, to talk about their role in the real estate process. There'll be lots of industry professionals to talk to and talk about. (laughs) And yeah, I'm looking really, I'm really looking forward to everything that uh, we're going to have going on this season. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about some of the changes that have specifically happened in the Ontario real estate market. There's actually been quite a big update over here in our little real estate world, and it has some impact on consumers and how consumers consume real estate. Uh, So that's what we will be diving into today. And next week, we'll be going back to some more general real estate concepts, so it won't be quite so local market specific. Um, As always, I'm never going to go into like actual like market statistic details, like numbers and that kind of thing, because I think there's a lot more to real estate than just the numbers. Uh, But today will be sort of Ontario, Canada specific information. That's not to say that if you are from somewhere else that you can't gain a lot of information from this episode as well. I'm going to be talking about representation and disclosure, which does happen in every real estate market. So there may still be some information in here that is relevant for you or even elicit questions that you can either ask me or ask your own real estate representative. What changed in the Ontario real estate world? There is now new legislation that governs real estate, which means we have some new laws. Previously, 
In Ontario, we were working under what was known as REBA or the Real Estate Business Brokers Act. And now we have TRESA or the Trust in Real Estate Services Act. TRESA is a little bit more consumer focused. It talks more about, well, it, there were a lot of changes to be completely honest uh, in TRESA. Some were big, some were small, but some of the biggest ones were around representation and disclosure. For a little bit of background knowledge, under REBA, you had either a client representation agreement or a customer representation agreement. Under a client representation agreement, you were owed fiduciary duties by the brokerage. There was an agent who acted on behalf of the brokerage, uh, and they were responsible for protecting and promoting your best interest. Under TRESA, that has changed a little bit, but you know, we still owe you fiduciary duties. We're still responsible to protect and promote your best interests. I'm going to get into some of those changes in a little bit. Under a customer representation agreement in REBA, the agent was still required to treat you and your offer fairly and ethically, but they didn't give you any type of advice. Basically, they just showed you the property, asked if you liked it or not, and if you did, maybe they could help you write the paperwork up based on what you told them to do. They couldn't really give you any advice. They couldn't offer you any opinions or anything like that. It was a very limited agreement. This is now gone. This type of agreement is now gone. There is no more client representation, sorry, there's no more customer representation anymore under TRESA. Now we have something called the self-represented party. This does not take over from a customer relationship, it's something that is completely different. So let's get into that. When you are interested in real estate and you are talking to a real estate agent pretty early on in that process, what's going to happen now is the agent is going to present you with a RICO information guide. RICO is the Real Estate Council of Ontario, and they have come out with this guide that explains the different types of representation to you and what it means to sign these agreements, basically. The agent is required to explain this guide to you and have you acknowledge it. By signing this guide, you do not enter into any type of client agreement or anything like that. It is just stating that the agent went over this document with you and you understand its contents. That's it. No customer, no client relationship has been formed just by signing this agreement. But it is required now for us as agents to present this document to you. We are also supposed to present this document to you before we offer you any type of advice, opinions, anything like that. So most agents will present this document to you pretty early on in your conversations with agents. It goes over what you can expect from your real estate agent, the different types of client relationships. Now we have something called designated representation or there's also brokerage representation. And it also talks about self-represented parties. There's some additional information in there as well, such as, you know, what happens in multiple offer situations, um, what you should be looking for when you are signing any type of, you know, service agreement with agents. And it, it breaks down the process 
pretty thoroughly, to be completely honest. It really spells out all of your options when dealing with real estate agents. Its purpose is to make you, the consumer, as informed as possible about what your options are and to help you pick the one that is right for you. I know there's a lot of paperwork involved in real estate. There's a lot of contracts and there's a lot of commenters on places like Reddit and other places like that that, you know, really bash real estate agents and and hate it when they try to present you with any type of form and contract and, oh, I don't want to sign that, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because I will get grumpy. But, But this document is none of that, basically. It is really just information for you to help you understand what your options are and for us to help protect you effectively. Today, I am going to be talking a little bit more about the different options that are available to you, as I said, and just I'll go over a couple of things that are sort of in this guide. It is still your agent's responsibility to go over this guide with you and you will need to sign it. If at the end of it, you still don't want to work with a real estate agent, you can just designate yourself as a self-represented party. That's fine. That's your choice. You will still need to sign this guide. You will also need to sign an additional document that states that you are a self-represented party and you will not be receiving any services from the real estate agent. So let me go into a little bit more information about the different types of representation. I'm going to start with self-represented parties. As the title sort of suggests, if you are a self-represented party, you are self-represented. You're on your own. You have decided that you do not want to benefit from the knowledge, skills, advice, opinions, anything else that a real estate agent can provide to you. You are on your own. It is your responsibility to seek independent advice, be that from, you know, lawyers or whoever else you you deem necessary. It is your responsibility to fill out all of the paperwork, to submit the offers, to negotiate on your behalf. You do basically everything yourself for yourself. There are risks in representing yourself in a real estate transaction if you do not have the knowledge and expertise required to navigate that transaction. There are a lot of legalities in these contracts. There's a lot of nuances in these contracts. And that's the contracts themselves. The the property also has has a lot that you sort of need to know about. And there's a lot of due diligence that agents perform on behalf of their clients to make sure that the property that they want to submit an offer on will work for them for whatever reason. You know, it's going to be a safe investment. It aligns with their goals and and sort of what they were looking for and their everything, basically. You as a self-represented party, again, you do not benefit from any of those services, from any of that knowledge or skill or expertise. The other thing to know when you're being self-represented is that the party on the other side probably will be represented by a party. So that person will be benefiting from the knowledge, skills, and expertise of a real estate agent. You cannot ask that agent any advice. You cannot ask them how to fill out the paperwork. You are self-represented. You're on your own. You are responsible for looking out for your own best interest. Nobody is going to be there to promote or protect your interests like they would be if you were a client of an agent or a brokerage. Very few people chose the customer representation option under REBA 
And it's my belief, honestly, that very few people are going to choose the self-represented party option under Tressa. That's not to say that you can't or you shouldn't. If you think that option is right for you, then by all means, go ahead. That's your prerogative. But you will be missing out on a lot by having the services of a real estate agent in your corner. The second option under Tressa is a client representation agreement. This is very similar to what it always has been. We are still required to promote and protect your best interest as a client. We still owe you fiduciary duties. You benefit from our expertise. You know, you can ask us our opinions on the property, on market value, on, you know, a whole host of different things. We'll be able to provide that information to you. As a client, it's your responsibility to give us some information as your agent. You know, what is important to you in a property? What are some of your must-haves? What are some of your deal breakers? What would, you know, make you walk away from a part from a, a transaction? You have to tell us what is important for you so that we can look into that information and make sure whatever offer that you want to submit, whatever property that you want to submit an offer on, matches the criteria that you gave us and matches the goals and and the hopes and the aspirations that you had for your real estate deal. As a client, I I have stated this before, but I'll say it again. You know, we owe you fiduciary duties. We owe you our undivided loyalty. It is our job to promote and protect your best interests in any transaction. We negotiate on your behalf. We are really there in your corner to go to bat for you and to do everything that we possibly can do to make First of all, the transaction as easy, as smooth as possible, but also to make sure that you are as informed as possible as you can be both about the process and the specific property that you are interested in. Something else that's also important to note is that anything that you tell us is confidential. Unless you give us written consent to divulge something, everything that you tell us basically goes in the vault. The RICO information guide really does do a good job at explaining the difference between self-represented party and what's involved in that and being a client of a brokerage and sort of what's involved with that, what you can expect in both situations from your agent and a lot more. It's honestly, it's a very good guide. I'm, I'm quite happy that they have come out with this and that it gives consumers just more knowledge because I think that's the most important thing. If you know and understand what's happening and what you are signing and what you are getting yourself into, you're able to make an informed decision with confidence. And making decisions with confidence is, honestly, I love that. I love that for everybody. So that's that. I mean, to be completely honest, that's a very brief overview. There's a lot more information um, and a lot more depth that you can go into with those things. But I think for the purposes of this podcast, I just kind of wanted to give an overview on some of those. There is more detail there to go into, but it honestly would be better to discuss that with your agent specifically so that you can talk about your own specific situations. As I said, I like to keep this podcast general because I want the most people to benefit from the information and if I get too down to the nitty-gritty you know first of all we could be here for a thousand years and second of all it's just not going to be relevant to everybody and different brokerages and different agents are going to be offering different 
solutions. So the guide does talk about designated representation versus brokerage representation. Both of those are forms of client representation, which as I stated before, is when we owe you fiduciary duties and are responsible to promote and protect your best interests. So if you have further questions about that, if you have a real estate agent, ask that real estate agent those specific questions. If you don't have a real estate agent, you can always contact me. I'm more than happy to answer every question that you have. But I do think it's important that uh, you know you you speak to professionals about your own specific situations uh, and circumstances under these new laws. So moving on, the next thing that we're going to be talking about is uh, the new rules around disclosure. We have a list of things that we are required to disclose to uh, parties involved in a transaction to our clients. uh, And that list has carried over from REBA. You know, there were a lot of things that under REBA, we were also required to disclose to you, such as conflicts of interest and, and that type of thing. If we had any personal interest in the property, for example, you know, if we were the owner of the property that we were selling or something like that, if we were going to gain financially in any way from the property outside of the commission, um, we are responsible to or required to tell you about that. Now it's a little bit different. We are obviously still required to disclose all of that information to you if there's any conflict of interest or anything like that. now, basically, you have to acknowledge and agree to proceed if there is any conflict of interest. You are always and always have been entitled to seek different representation if you feel that conflict of interest is too high. Um, and now RICO has set out some new guidelines basically to say, you know, what they think that threshold should be. So basically, for example, if I were to be selling my own property to a client, that threshold for the conflict of interest is a little bit too high for them now, and they want somebody else to be involved to represent either you or the client. So that transaction can stay at an arm's length transaction. Technical terms there. Another example of conflict of interest is multiple representation. And this is the one I think that's gonna happen more often um, because you know, historically, multiple representation has been the, I think, most frequent conflict of interest. So previously under REBA, when there was sort of only that brokerage representation model for clients, you had something in there that was called imputed knowledge. And this is why multiple representation happens so often. Imputed knowledge means what one person at the brokerage knows, everybody at the brokerage knows. And this is sort of where that, you know, in theory versus in practice piece came into effect. In theory, yes, sure, everybody at the brokerage knew everybody else's detail. But in practice, it's not like we're going out and chatting with each other about our clients, as I said before. But because imputed knowledge was a cornerstone of the brokerage representation model, any time that there was a buyer and a seller that was represented by the same brokerage, even if they were represented by two different agents, it was considered multiple representation. Now that designated representation has been introduced, this is going to be 
cut down quite significantly because as a designated representative, you are not actually allowed to talk about your client's information with everybody else. So imputed knowledge under a designated representation is now gone. So for example, if you as a buyer are represented by one agent and you are under designated representation and the seller is represented by another agent at the same office and they are also represented under designated representation, you are no longer in multiple representation. If either party is under the brokerage representation model, which does still exist, if either of you are under brokerage representation, then it is considered multiple representation. Again, even if in practice, nobody has actually spoken to each other about their clients or about the motivation or anything like that, that imputed knowledge is still a clause in brokerage representation. The other situation in which multiple representation can happen is if your agent representing you is also the agent representing the other party. So if you are a buyer represented by me, for example, and the seller is also represented by me, then that is also multiple representation. Under multiple representation, you have to basically now acknowledge it, which you always had to do before, but you have to take it one step further and say, I acknowledge it and I am allowing you to proceed. You are entitled to different representation. You don't have to agree to multiple representation if you don't want to, because under multiple representation, the agent is hamstringed a little bit. They are tied up in what they can and cannot say to you. They can't offer you advice on you know, what you should submit the offer for anymore because they have knowledge from both sides. So it gets, multiple representation has always been complicated and a little bit murky. So the fact that they have now broken it down into designated representation and brokerage representation will first and foremost reduce the number of times that multiple representation does happen, uh, but also just it'll make it a lot easier for sort of everybody involved. And ultimately, at the end of the day, everybody wants a happy and smooth transaction. Nobody wants to feel in any way crappy about the situation or the transaction or the property that they just bought. So all of these changes, all of these new rules under TRESA have honestly been very good for consumers. I'm really happy that they are now in effect. I'm really also happy that this guide now exists because it explains so much to people. I think, as I said before, it really gives people just, it allows you to make an informed decision, you know, and making informed decisions means you can go forward with confidence. And I think that's the most important thing in really anything you do, but especially in, in real estate transactions, it's a really big purchase, probably one of the biggest that you're ever going to make in your life. And it's important that you feel good about that. So there you have it. That is the changes. Those are the changes that have happened under uh, Tressa. Again, this has been a pretty brief overview of what those changes are. I would really encourage you to speak to your agent more about these and what they mean for you specifically um, and speak to your agent about what type of services they offer you because the other thing too is that no agent is the same <laughs> as somebody else. So we all provide our different suite of services. We all have different expertise. So, you know, talk to your agent and find out what they're going to do for you and 
you know, how you can move forward together in a happy and harmonious relationship. So that is season two, episode one. I am so happy to be back. I am so happy to have finished recording this episode as well. I'm not going to tell you how many times it took me to get here, but it's okay. As I said, everything in its perfect time, right? So we are going to have a lot more awesome content for throughout the rest of the season. Uh, we will be releasing episodes bi-weekly. So two episodes a month, usually around the 1st or the 15th of the month. You can expect those. And yeah, I, I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to be recording again and answering all of your real estate questions. And yeah, looking forward to the rest of the season with you. If you have any questions, as always, uh, you can contact me directly at my Instagram is Katie Davis Bennett. I'll make sure all of those links and everything are in the description. See you next time. Bye. property podcast where we answer all of the real estate questions you have that you don't want to ask a real estate agent please follow us on all of the social medias at property podcast that's p-r-o-p-e-r-t-e-a podcast where you can send us a dm with any and all of your questions looking forward to chatting with you